Thanks for joining Cornerstone for our message of the week. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged. To connect with our church family and to watch our services live, download our app today by texting Sparks Will Fly as one word, app to 77977. That's Sparks Will Fly app to 77977 or by visiting us online at sparkswillfly.cc. I'm going to read this verse of scripture out of Second out of Second Samuel. Help me, Lord. Chapter six, verse nine. I'm jumping right in the middle of a story. I don't have a message today, but I come to prophesy something to you. Second Samuel, chapter six. In verse 9, and David was afraid of the Lord that day. And he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David. But took it aside into the house of Obadiah, the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obadiah. The Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed, Edom, and all his household. Now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed, Edom, and all that belongs to him, because the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed, Edom, to the city of David with gladness. You can be seated. Father, we thank you for the word. Father, I pray that the day that you would help me to the relay to the people what you are saying in this region and to this people. We receive it with great faith. In Jesus' name. I feel like that things are shifting a lot and things are changing. We were, last weekend, we went to a prophetic intensive and just where we went to church on a Friday night. We went to church all day on Saturday and all of it was about the prophetic. It was about how to operate in the prophetic, how to prophesy, dreams, dream interpretation, and all of that, it was amazing, amazing, amazing classes. By the way, we plan to hold one here in the coming days, and we're going to limit that to about 30 people. So the first 30 to get your name on there can be in those classes. And so that night, on Friday night, we were blessed to have dreams. How many believe that God speaks to us through our dreams? I said again, how many believe that God talks to us through our dreams? How many knows that you need to know how to interpret your dreams? How many knows that the interpretation belongs to God? How many knows the Bible says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the honor of the king to get up and search it out? God is not going to speak to us in country slang. Come on, somebody. But he's always speaking. He's always speaking. And so this night I have a dream, I lay down and... I have a dream, and in my dream, the alarm clock is going off. And it is 4.44 on the clock. 4.44 is on the clock. I set up in the bed in my dream, and I say, I got to write this down. For this number 4.44 is prophetic. I got to write it down. The dream ends. Now, I dream almost every night. I have crazy dreams. How many knows there's about three things with your dreams? There's dreams from God, there's dreams from you, and there's dreams from the enemy. But you can flip them ones from the enemy and turn them around to your good. Come on now. And so I, we, we go to the class the next morning. Catherine has this long dream. It, it would take us two hours to share the dream she had, but it was a long dream. But Matt and Nicole were in that dream, and the lady began to teach up there and we begin to break that dream down and realize some things that God was speaking to us through that dream 
One of the things that God was speaking to us in that dream was about them, that things are fixing about to expand like never before in their lives, and we prophesied that over them last Sunday. But I'm telling you this, that Matt and Nicole are not the only ones in this room that God's about to show up and show out for. Come on, somebody. I'm asking you to join your faith with me. you got to rise out of the place of low to bar this morning, and you got to believe again, friend. I don't care how hard it's been. It's been a hard year for me, too. I've been wanting to fold in the towel 85 times, but let me tell you something. God's still moving. God's still God, and what he says is he cannot lie. Come on, somebody. And if God says it, it doesn't matter the resistance. Come on, friend. It doesn't matter the hardship that we go through. It doesn't matter what hell wants to throw in. God will still come through if we don't, if we don't give up, if we don't throw in the towel, and if we don't lose hope. God is speaking to us this morning to fear not, but to rise up and know that he is with us. And if he is with us, friend, he is all you ever need. You don't have to have somebody else. If God is with you, you, are, you, you already got the majority on your side. And so in this, God, Leo, Alimach, you're anointed. I'm telling you, God's hand of the Lord is upon you. My God. Someone said, why you play that music? Why you play that music? Let me tell you what that does to a room. When before Elisha, before they ever knew he could prophesy, the only thing that made him a candidate to be chosen by Jehoshaphat to prophesy the word of the Lord is that he walked with Elijah. He served the man of God by washing his hands. Come on, somebody. And they said, you can't be that close to a prophet and serve him that that anointing don't get on your life. And so when they needed the word of the Lord, they called for Elisha to prophesy. Come on, somebody. And he said, bring me a minstrel to that platform. And when that minstrel began to play, the hand of the Lord was released. I'm telling you right now, the hand of God is, my God, I said the hand of God is being released into this room right now. The dancing hand of God. Come on, somebody. When, when the hand of God is released, come on, somebody. Jesus said he drives demons out by, by the finger of God. All we got, we, and I'm telling you, the hand's in here. Come on, somebody. I said the hand's in this room. I'm telling you, things are shifting right now as we sat in God's presence in this room. Things that seemed unmovable are beginning to move. My God. Should we go back to the class? And, 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 and so the lady's up there with an the easel. And I only say this to say people think that, people think sometimes when we talk about names that I'm talking about because of the who's who. Friend, I've been around some great leaders that's been on TV for years. I don't go up there to take no picture with them. I, I don't got, you don't find none of that in my office. The who's who don't mean nothing. But it does mean something about pedigree where you come from. Come on, somebody. So this person was with John Paul for five years, five or six years, traveled with John Paul. The fireside chats, if you are, are familiar with John Paul's ministry, he used to do something called the fireside chats. Those fireside chats was shot in their living room. And so I began to share my dream, and my dream was 444. She said, she said, the reason why you saw 444 is the creativity of heaven. Listen to me, friend. Four is the creativity of heaven. It's, it showed up three times on there. That's God. And God is saying it is now. That's the reason why you saw it on the time clock. It is now. you got to understand that for what I'm talking about this morning. I'm trying to set this up. Because what I want to tell you is I believe God's highlighted to me this week, and this is really begin even when Stanton stood on this stage when I was gone over to Jessup to minister, and Stanton was started preaching about Bezalel. What the church has got to get a revelation for, the Holy Spirit is in you, friend, not so that you can go to church and have good church services. The Holy Spirit is in you to do a whole lot more than what we're doing this morning. Come on, somebody. God's in there to give me dreams. Come on, to give me influence in society, to help me be a greater teacher. Come on, somebody. To help me be be a physician, whatever my calling is. Bezalel was a builder. He was gifted in all manner of workmanship to build what Moses saw. And, and, and so I begin, to, I begin to really press in before the Lord. And there's a lot of stuff happening right now in, the, in this nation. We were in a prophetic, pull it down just a little bit, Alan Mike, just, just a little bit, pull the keyboard down just a hair. That we were with in a prophetic meeting, there was some other, some of us in this room were in there on Tuesday night with Dutch sheets, and he began to talk about the nation. He began to tell things about what's happening in the nation and about the dreams that the prophets are seeing 
that are happening in this nation. Friend, I'm telling you, I'm telling you there's a whole story being written that never makes it to the media that God is writing in this nation. I, I mean, you're, I got about four people that's excited about God moving in your nation. So I begin to go to prayer, begin to seek the Lord. And I can't, the reason why I'm reading this scripture, what are you saying? I can tell you with full assurance, as I stand here today, in the next three months, God will move supernaturally like you've never seen him before. That's what God's saying to us out of this text. Three months like you've never seen him before. I'm telling you, full assurance, those that believe the word of the Lord. Now, you can sit in here and doubt and say, I'm about tired of hearing prophetic stuff about around the corner over the next. I'm telling you, it's not around the corner. I'm telling you, it's right now. It's right now in this room right here this morning. The next three months, God's going to move supernaturally like we've never seen him before. How do we know that? When the ark came to Obed's house, everything changed in his house. When you get aware, when you become aware of the presence of God that you tote in your life, everything in your life will change, friend. I said, when you become aware, John Paul said it like this. When God becomes real, transformation is assured. When you become aware of what you told, come on now, that you odds are never against you. Come on, Maydeen. The odds are never against me. Why? Because God lives in me. And listen, what this is talking about is an ark goes into a man's house. Can I tell you that God don't dwell in temple made with man's hands, but ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And the ark has came inside of your life. And when you get aware of that ark living with you, communing with you, Come on, somebody. It's in your house. It affects your children. It affects your marriage. It affects your finances. It affects your grass outside your house. It affects your crops. It affects everything that your hand touches. The Bible says Obadiah's life was transformed in three months because the ark of God came to his house. Good God Almighty, somebody give God some praise. I'm telling you the awareness, the awareness of the ark is coming to this region. The awareness of the ark. The awareness of the ark is coming. God is going to release dreams upon dreams upon dreams of strategy. Business deals will be made in the night season in your dreams and God's going to show you how to walk them out. I was um, had a dream about three weeks ago and in my dream... A gentleman jumped in my truck and he said, my God, I've been waiting on you. I've been waiting on you. And he said, you showed up just in time. I began to study that name. His name is Joseph. What was Joseph? Joseph was a marketplace apostolic leader. I'm trying to help us here. I, I may be going over some of your heads, but listen. We're not going to build the vision that God has in our heart in this region by expecting what's coming through the coffers, friend. You understand that? God's about to bless people supernaturally. You got to understand that what I'm talking about is not for Terry. It's not for John. It's not for Danny. It's for the average Joe in this room. That's what I love about God. And you gotta believe, you gotta believe this, friend. You gotta, you gotta get yourselves up. I don't care what's been in your family for seven generations. I don't care if for eight generations your family's lived in the projects. I'm telling you, that's not the will of God for your life. And you got to rise up and say, My God, God's got something better for me. God's got something better for me. If God can do it for him, he can do it for me. Come on, somebody. If the ark can change Obadiah's life, the ark can change my life. If the ark can break off something generations off of his life, the ark can break something off my family. I don't care how long your family been in alcoholism, drug, poverty, whatever. I said the ark changes everything. I said the ark changes everything. I said the ark changes everything. My God, I said the ark changes everything. When the priests stooped their feet, their feet in, that, in the river Jordan that was at flood stage, the river Jordan represents death. Death was at flood stage. But when the priests that bear the ark put their feet in that river Jordan, the waters begin to recede backwards. I'm telling you, whatever's come against your family, if you will ever get a revelation of the ark, that thing will start receding in your life. That sin that you struggle with, if you get a revelation of the ark, it will start receding in your life. 
So, Joseph, this marketplace guy, God let Joseph arise in this nation. Let Joseph arise in this nation. Joseph went through hell. We know that according to the scripture. But God gave him a dream when he was a child, a young boy, that his brothers and his father would bow down to him. And he began to share that dream and his brothers sold him out. See, some of us wonder why the journey's been so hard. If the journey's been easy for you, you got little call. But if the journey's been hard, that just shows me the greater the trophy at the end of the race. Come on, somebody. You know the story. I, I, I'm not preaching Joseph this morning, so I got a, got a ways to go here. Joseph gets thrown. Because of Reuben, he talks his brothers into not killing him but throwing him into a cistern. Then he leaves to go back to the house, and his brothers see a caravan of Ishmaelites coming, and so they sell Joseph as a slave. Come on, somebody. He's a prophetic picture of Jesus. Sold as a slave. He goes, and he finally makes it to Potiphar's house. See, you got to learn how to operate in your anointing somewhere. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Regardless of what you're doing this morning, you got to see it as you're doing it unto the Lord. Whether you're running a shovel, whether you whether you bagging groceries at Walmart, you got to do it as unto the Lord. And I'm trying to tell you the pathway up the staircase, friend. You got to do it as unto the Lord. If you mishandle ten dollars, you're going to mishandle a hundred dollars. If you mishandle a hundred, you will mishandle a thousand. Come on now. You can't. You can't. I'm gonna, you cut me. I'm gonna bleed stewardship. But I'm telling you that there's a grace. There's something above the law of sowing and reaping. How many knows that there's something above the law of sowing and reaping? But to qualify, you got to get sowing and reaping down. You with me now, but there's something above that. Deuteronomy speaks that I'm going to give you houses that you didn't build. I'm going to give you lands that you didn't build. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm going to bless you wherever the feet, wherever your feet shall trod, that land shall be yours. Come on, somebody. This is what we're fixing to see happen in the next three months. I said we're going to see this happen in the next three months. There will be contracts signed that there is no humanly way possible that a man could sign that kind of contract. But I'm telling you, the reason what makes that possible is the ark is with you. You're going to go in front of your boss to get a raise on your annual salary, and he's going to give you something that will drop your jaw, and there's no way, to, like Rick said last night, God's going to put him in a stupor. Why? Because the ark is with you. I'm just preaching out of my own life. I remember one year they said at the company I worked for, there can only be 3% this year, only 3%. Everybody going in there getting 3%, going in there getting 3%. I came out with 12%. What made the difference? The ark was with me, friend. The ark was with me. Lord, listen to this. Three things, three things. I didn't come up with these in prayer. I got these from Chris Valentin because we just did a leadership study. Uh, this week with him three things he said will be marked by this season that we're in right now three things number one acceleration number one acceleration things that normally take years will happen suddenly how many members in the book of Nehemiah they tried for years to be rebuild the wall but God the ark of God visited Nehemiah come on his name means comforter Holy Spirit he is a picture of the Holy Spirit he rebuilt the wall in 52 days look at your neighbor and say expect things to accelerate in your life what took for years is going to now happen very quickly this is also going to happen on young ministries these young coaches that we're raising in these buildings what took me 20 years to get in the anointing they're going to get two years come on somebody because God is divinely visiting us with the ark acceleration expect acceleration in your life unusual things unusual occurrences things that never happen will happen against ridiculous odds listen to this unusual occurrences things that would normally not happen will happen against ridiculous odds we've seen that in the nation 
We saw that through sports, through the Cubs being down. Three games to one. Nobody comes back and wins a World Series being down. Three games to one. Unusual occurrences, expect them in your life. Friend, I'm telling you, please, God, help me right here. You cannot sit here and say, my God, he's preaching good. You have got to reach out by faith and say, he's talking to me this morning. This is God in this room saying unusual occurrences are about to happen in this room. And you've got to position your family. You've got to position your family to get what I'm talking about. Get positioned for it. I know it's been hard. It's like every demon out of hell has showed up in 2019 to discourage us from what God has said. But last night when Rick closed this service out this, he sang Pioneer. He could have sang anything. I had my hands reached up like, like antennas towards heaven. I said, God, you called us as a pioneer. We're cutting something, friend. I'm telling you, we are cutting something. We are cutting something in this region. This whole region is dead as a door handle. Let me tell you, it's not dead, it's sleeping. I'm going to get to that in a minute. This whole region is asleep. But I'm telling you, the ark of God is coming to the region of the south. And he is about to awaken this damsel that is only 12 years old. Why is she 12? That is the number of the apostolic government and power. There's about to be a power and an apostolic voice awakened in this region. Come on, somebody, that will challenge the hordes of hell and religious mediocrity with the gospel of power and authority with signs, wonders, and miracles. We'll see cancer healed. We'll see the cripple walk. We'll see the deaf hear. We'll see the blind see. We'll see the lame walk. We'll see folk that they said would never be saved bow their knee unto the Lord Jesus Christ and give their... I said she's about to awaken in this region. My God. I'm hollering. Got to quit this hollering. Supernatural intervention. Things will come about that make no earthly sense. Supernatural intervention. William McDowell shares on that CD, God uh, on, on the song, Still Moving that a lady in their church got diagnosed with a brain-eating aneba, and they suspected it to be in six of her children. They gave her seven days to live without no medication. Supernatural intervention. God showed up. Every one of them healed instantly under the power of God. Come on, church. Who would love to have a supernatural invention to show up in your life in the next three months? Acceleration. Things are about to accelerate. Things are about to get real, real quick. Why? Because the awareness of the ark has showed up. Obed, it's at your house, and everything that the ark has shown up to, everything begins to change. You understand that? The grass, the flowers that's been dead around the house are fixing to come back to life. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about the dreams that you've, get, you've given up on that you no longer even believe in anymore because things have been that hard. It's about to come alive and jump on the inside of you. I'm talking to you, Elizabeth, in this room that you've been pregnant for six months and you ain't felt no movement. God is about to cause movement to come into your life. Mark says that this girl is 12 years of age. Jesus shows up. Jairus sends, uh, sends word to him. He goes and falls. Jairus comes and falls at the feet of Jesus. It says, my daughter lie at the point of death. Come on, somebody. She's laying there dying. She's a Jewish girl. In this, we have two women. Jesus said, go touches one, and the other one touches Jesus. This is a prophetic picture of the Jew and the Gentile. Come on, somebody. He came to the Jews, and the Jews didn't receive him, and the Gentiles pressed into the kingdom. Come on, y'all. But both women are 12 years of age. This is the number of the apostolic. Come on, y'all. He goes to this house, and as he's on the way to the house, they send word to Jesus and said, Jairus, quit bothering the master anymore. Your daughter is dead. 
is dead. She ain't sleeping, but she's dead. Listen, Jesus looked at him, and this is the word that he gave him. Do not be overcome with fear. Only believe and keep going on. I can't have came to, my God, I want to tell you this morning, don't cave in to fear. Keep doing what you're doing. Just keep on. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep worshiping. Just keep praying. Just keep throwing your hands up and say, God is going to come through for me. He goes in that house, drives out the doubters, only has Peter, James, and John, and he takes her by the hand. Look at this. Look at this. He takes her by the hand. Look at the goodness of God in this room. First of all, she was not dead because Jesus says she was not dead. She's only asleep. Look at your neighbor and say, it's only asleep. It's not dead. Oh, it's only sleeping. Jesus didn't go in that room and say, daughter, rise. That is not how he did it. He walked right up to that bed in his gentleness. He says, sweetheart, Sandy, arise. See, God always comes and corrects us with his goodness. And he says, Talitha, Kuma, daughter, I say unto you, arise. And the scripture says she gets up. I'm telling you, prophetically, one of the most encouraging things I got last night is we meet this young man that's in Upper Room in Dallas, Texas. How many watch Upper Room? Lord God, we got to get this church out. I mean, all I'm trying to throw you is some steaks where to eat, okay? you you got to go eat yourself, okay? I'm just trying to tell you. If you want your home to change, go on YouTube and, cr- and crank up Upper Room uh, Prophetic Moments. That's all you got to do. But there's a group of millennials and Gen Zers out there that are shaking and defying what the news is telling you is going on. They black, white, Hispanic all together. One of them leaves out of Dallas, Texas, and he moves to Thomasville, Georgia. If you don't leave Dallas and come to South Georgia. We were speaking with a leader one time that moved here from Cleveland, Tennessee, and he said the leaders in Cleveland looked at him and said, my God, why would you go to South Georgia? There's nothing but gnats and catfish. But he said, I believe that there's something beyond the gnats and the catfish. I believe that God's doing something. He said, I believe God's doing something. And I know it may seem crazy for me to leave Cleveland and go to South Georgia, but I believe God's doing something. I'm here to tell you God is doing something. Don't get confused with what your eyes are seeing, friend. If someone's in Dallas, Texas, in upper room and that type of movement, and God's speaking to them and says, go to Thomasville, he's linking up the map that's hanging in my office. God is causing this damsel to arise in the south. She's sleeping, but she's getting up. She's she's shaking the slumber. She's shaking the apathy. She's shaking the lethargicness off of her, saying, my God, I'm about tired of just going to church meetings. I'm tired of just going and knocking out a little Sunday cliche, listening to some icicle regurgitate something he found on the internet. I'm ready to see a move of God happen. This is what is happening in the South. I'm preaching well beyond. I'm preaching well beyond the caskets that are in this room. I'm preaching well beyond what's in this room. I'm preaching to a whole region out there, friend. Are you with me now? So he said, well, why would you bring Rick in here? Because God called us to be an apostolic to church to bring in what is not in this region. Until we begin to see it, I will bring it in and put it before your eyes and show you what's out there. Hello? I'm almost done. I got to quit. Hollering a lot. Mark chapter 2, there's a story. And the Bible says it was heard. I love the King James and the New King James, the way the New King James, the way it renders this, it says, when it was noised abroad that Jesus was in the house. When it was noised abroad that the ark, the reality of the ark was in the room. 
It says that the place was full. See, the reason why this place is not full is people don't believe God's in here. The reason why we watch football on Saturday night instead of attending a worship service because we don't believe God's in the building. Hello. I'm not here to beat you up, but I am here to prod you and say, let's go. If you can hear the sound, I'm telling you, let's go. I'm telling you, we're marching on, friend. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, you better get your surfboard in the wake if you want to get it. You say, golly, he's rough. It was noise that he was in the house. It was noise that he was in the house. There was not room. And the scripture says there was four. Look at your neighbor and say four. Four, creativity. Creativity was toting a paraplegic, a paralyzed man. That means he had no movement. We ain't seen no movement, friend. But creativity is toting a paralyzed. Mm. Creativity is breaking through. Come on, somebody. Why, why do you listen to this? Listen to this. I'm not up here just jabbering. Listen to this. I was with a man over the last little bit. Businessman. This is what he said. I had a dream. And in my dream, I saw two Fortune 500 companies. And in one dream, the Fortune 500 company, I saw the, t- I saw the name of the company. And the, the room was full of skeletons. In the second dream, I had a dream of the Fortune 500 company. And the room was full of skeletons. And I saw the CEO, and he was a full skeleton. But then I saw his right arm and his right hand turned to complete flesh. And it was well. And then he heard this. I heard, I heard this. He's about to receive a helping hand. This businessman immediately called and said, I'm telling you right now, this stock is fixing to do this, this, and this. And he began to transfer his money there. See, y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. You think God is just limited by what your boss man's going to give you? I'm telling you, the creativity of heaven dwells inside of you to come up with business. There's an entrepreneur anointing upon this house. It has always been here. Am I telling them the way it is, Junior? I remember when I was 19 years old, when you came to my city and you stood under the power of God talking about the Mormon church and what they were doing with the area of finances. It's us, church. We're the one that is behind the curve. Jesus said the sons of the world are more shrewd than the sons of the kingdom because of the religious mindsets we have. It's time to believe that God is El Shaddai. God's going to begin to show us where you can take a hundred dollars and you can move it here and watch your hundred dollars come back some thirty, some sixty, and a hundredfold. This is what was on Joseph's life. Potiphar said, I don't understand the dream I had. In the dream I had, I saw seven fat cows and I saw seven skinny cows. And these skinny cows were the poorest cows I've ever seen in the land. But all of a sudden, these seven skinny cows, the poor cows, consumed the fat cows. Then I dreamed again. How many knows this? If you dream it twice, it is settled in the mind of God. It is a sure thing to come to pass. Anything you see twice is happening, friend. Are you with me now? He said, yet I dreamed another dream. I saw a stalk. I saw a stalk produce seven ears of corn. How many knows this? That a stalk of corn produces two ears. If you're a farmer, I saw it was seven ears. Then I saw a stalk of corn come up, and it had it had seven ears that were lean, and the sun burned it down and blew it away. He said, what is God saying? Joseph said, the seven cows and the seven ears of corn are seven years. We're about to make money like you've never seen before, but there's seven lean years coming back, so we must take the grain in which to overflow, and we got to store it for days to come. This is what put Egypt as the powerhouse of the nation. One man under the influence of the ark. Learn how. How is 20 plus trillion dollars worth of debt in this nation going to be consumed? Because the wisdom of one man influenced with the ark. Say, preach, I don't know why you're preaching all this, man. I'm just, I just, I just cut hair in my doggone shop. 
I just greet people at Walmart. Why are you preaching this? Because I'm telling you, God's no respecter person. You do what you do as unto the Lord, friend, and you watch God bless you. The problems that face society is an epidemic, and we need the wisdom of God in this hour to figure out what's going to happen. I need the wisdom of God how to run Wednesday night with 130 kids that will probably be at over 200 by the time we enter into 2020. But I can tell you this, God's going to show me how to operate it and run it. If if Chick-fil-A can run 60 cars through the drive-thru in 10 minutes, it can be done. And I know this, listen, that's why I study a lot of leaders outside the church. Oh my God, I I I about want to... I love reading about CEOs who ain't not bound down to little old small thinking. You serve a God that don't, don't think small. You heard Rick say last night, Abraham was trying to give have faith. Abraham was just trying to have faith to birth a son, to have a child. God was trying to get Abraham to have his faith for an entire nation. God seemed well beyond just a small child, son. I got way more in store for you than that. Some of us in here just trying to figure out how we're going to pay the rent. You got to get beyond that. God's want to show you how to leave wealth to three generations in your family, friend. He can He's very well, well capable of paying the rent. He's trying to get you beyond that. It's time we start seeing it. It's time you start driving down the road, Clay, trying to manage 10 trucks on the road. And we're in this type of season. We're in this type of season. When the supernatural activity of God starts swirling, starts filling us with dreams of innovation, this whole downtown area, I know people laugh at me. Man, it don't make a rip to me. We walked it. Me and Larry Capan walked this whole downtown area in these old buildings. You're going to see them full of stores in the days ahead. I'm telling you. God's not forgot one thing that he said. I said God's not forgot one thing that he says. We're going to have an ice cream shop in one of them storefronts right there with cookies and fresh baked goods. And every one of them little old boys down there that's down there in Brushy Creek and all that, they're going to be able to come up. They're going to get it on pastor's credit. Are you with me now? Come on, somebody. This is the stuff that I see happening in this city. you got to believe it, friend, that you are in it. This is you. Look and say, God, I'm, I'm who he's talking about. This is me. You need to pray like Jabez. God, stretch forth me indeed. Bless me on every front. God wants you blessed, friend, so that you can be a blessing. Get aware of what's inside of you. We're sitting there at... Southern Soul Barbecue, St. Simon's. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. (laughs) This lady looks at Catherine. and She says, I see such a teaching gift on your life and the creativity of heaven coming to you. How that you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to speak Jesus. And you, and without, without just Bible scriptures, King James. Y'all, we got to get out of this religious mindset. We're going to quit walking with our heads down. We the head not to tell. I said we the head not to tell. Listen, everybody else is coming out of the closet. We might as well get out of the closet too. Everybody else is coming out of the closet telling who they really are. We might as well come out of the closet and tell who we are. We are Bible thumping, devil dumping, pew jumping. Come on, somebody. Fire baptized, full of God, with the wisdom of heaven, the creativity of heaven. Come on, somebody. That's what's on my life. My God, I feel the Lord in this room right here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, oh, Lord. We're going to see students stand up in a classroom and confine the mind of the wise with a Yale degree. How in the world could that happen? How could a 12-year-old walk in that type of wisdom? Because the ark of God's in it. Oh, the ark's come to my house. It's come to your house. Do you believe that? Do you believe the ark of God is going to visit you like never before? I'm telling you, everything about your life is going to begin to shift and change. The things that you've wanted to line up for years, God says, I'm going to begin to line those things up. They're going to fall like dominoes. Once this thing begins, it's going to snowball and roll. I'm just telling you, things are fixing to change. I said, things are fixing to change, church. How many want some deals like I'm talking about? Expansion. Companies expanding. I see God visiting us with dreams right now. I want to bless you with the dreams of heaven. Father, I release dreams. I release dreams. 
We had a dream. Man, last Sunday I was at a table. Cleve, you and I were at the table. I told you about a dream. You spoke a word to me and said, did you hear that word in your dream? And I said, no. And I immediately I thought, man, this joke is crazy. I mean, he's saying something don't even make sense. I'm talking about fishing and he's talking about golfing. That's how, that's how bad the, I mean, the conversation changed. But he, he dropped a word in me and we begin to, we begin to research this or whatever and, and the dream that he had. Tuesday I came into this church because one of the things that he saw was the fiery horse. And I pulled up sitting right there, standing and then we're going to had to run to Douglas and get some stuff. And I was sitting right there on that front row and I was watching the last leg of Secretariat. How many knows the red horse running? I'm telling you, man, Junior did an extensive study on Secretariat. We need him to preach on it again. But I'm telling you right now, that is a prophetic picture of the church. Nobody, nobody believes Secretary had the endurance or the heart that could, that could make that type of race. As Sham was pushing Secretary, he was pushing him. He was trying to, he said he's going to fall. He's gonna, he, he ain't going to have the endurance. He, he's not going to be able to finish the race. We're going to push him. We're going to run him out of gas. I'm here to tell you we ain't running out of gas, baby. Come on, somebody. When we get tired, does a supernatural strength come from heaven? Come on, somebody. Those that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. Come on, somebody. They shall walk and not faint. This is what's coming from heaven. The wind of heaven is coming in these next three months, and we're about to soar, church. We're about to soar. We're about to soar. We've been depressed because we've had a ground-level view, but God is about to give us an aerial view. I watched this. I said, oh, my God. This is the fiery horse. This is the fiery horse that was in the dream. Then I, we begin to look at, we begin to look at this word. There was a word that was spoken. There was a word that was spoken in the dream. And when you Google the word, it takes you to mathematics equations. It's the ability to break large numbers like billions down. Look at people like, it's just saying, saying what? It's saying me. I used to, I used to live in that same arena right there. I used to live in that same arena. As long as you think like that, friend, listen to me. I'm talking to you with great mercy and great love. As long as you believe it is not you, it will never be you. But if you rise up and have an ounce of faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, my God, maybe it could be me. Maybe it could be me. Maybe I could be one of those that he's talking about. You will begin to watch your mouth begin to change. You'll begin to watch your outlook begin to change. I sat there, and I mean the power of God was resting on me like a 10-pound lead weight, you know them jackets that when you get x-rays or something, I mean that's what it felt like. So I leave and I go to the bank, power of God's still on me. So I, I know that I've got to go see an individual. And so I text them. And I went in their office, the power of God, the ark was already in that office. I mean God was moving. And I begin to declare the things that I'm talking about right now that we're about to see. Last night after the meeting, the, the power of God was on me the whole time. When I, left, when I left out of that office, I felt the Lord come off of me. Last night, I was standing right there talking to an in, a individual that came from Leesburg. And I said, let me tell you what I'm, I'm hearing the Lord say about Obadiah. That power came on me right there and rested, rested like that jacket. And he just began to weep. And I just began to pray an impartation over him and tell him it's going to change. Now, before we go, we're going to pray over something. We're about to pray over a city. You believe that? I'm telling you right now that in, the, in, that in 2020, and we're going to see this begin to happen in the next three months, that cities are going to come into this room to grab a coal that is happening inside of this place. And they're going to go back to that city, and God's going to breathe on that coal. I got five people that believe it. That's all I need. You with me? You with me? I mean, I'll come in here if I have to and, and take baby food and spoon feed you and burp you at the front door, but we'll get another meeting where we can talk to some giant killers up in here. Hello. I have a calm down. I got that from Jensen. And by the way, he said God didn't call me up here to bottle feed and burp you at the back door. Neither did God call me in that room. Y'all don't feel no bottle feeding anointing in here, do you? 
Huh? Y'all feel something that'll take Goliath out up in here? Oh, some Goliaths are about to fall. It was in January 2018. You tell the people, I'm tell you live. We're going to circle this story right here. We're going to pray over your city and we're going to leave. I called you. I was on Vialdale Road and I said, what God tried to do in 1998, God will do again in 2018. Did I not tell you that? We begin to see a couple of doors. We begin to see this, whatever. And then, hey, I forgot about it. He's just still been enduring the hell. We all been in hell. Let's all just say that. But God's been with us, okay? Huh? I'm sorry for cussing. Forgive me. But, but here's the deal. What I heard in January 2018, he stands here in 2019, in October, and God's about to do the very thing. Church, I'm telling you, Dennis, what you flew on that plane, Bass, Junior, what you did, none of this was ever done in vain, Junior. God's not through with you, son. There's a message that's going to come forth from you in the days ahead. I'm telling you, you're not just here packing it out, just waiting on it. God's highlighting you. God knows exactly where you are. God's going to visit you, Junior, these next three months like you've never seen. There's such encouragement going to come upon you. God's gifted you as a king and priest in the house of God. I'm telling you, that. I'm just telling you, don't you give up man of God don't you grow weary and well doing if you faint not you shall reap junior God's got plans and destiny we need you in this house you just as important as Stanton and you just as important as anybody in this room we would not be here today had you not carried the plow and we honor you for that junior my God I feel the Holy Ghost in this room I feel the power of God. Junior, that's this church celebrating you. God celebrating you. Sit back down. We got we got just a few more minutes. I remember being 23 years old, 24 years old. Junior don't even know this. But I remember being St. Simons, I believe it was, or Jekyll Island at a CFM advance. And Junior come pulling up in a red Tahoe. And I told Catherine, I said, if I could ever make it to where he's at, if I could ever make it to where they at, you know what? We've all made it here, friend. God's pulled it full circle. And we all stand here together today in this room. I said, we all stand here together today in this room. We've all been broken. We've all been hurt, but we've been healed up by the power of God. And we realize, and this ain't the John show, it's going to take a lot of members to pull this thing, friend. I just happen to be privileged to hold the mic in this room. But it's going to take everybody. It's going to take a Katie Stadium pulling her part of the net. It's going to take an Andy Smith pulling his part of the net. But I'm telling you, we're about to catch some fish that had never been caught in this region by the power of God. Now listen, we got to pray over city. Because I hope you enjoyed this because this is the call that's on my life. You with me? The call that's on my life is to encourage leaders. That's it. I'm not afraid and I'm not backing down from it no more. And I could give a rip less what people think. But I called him. What you got to understand about this man sitting on the front, we preached our first sermon at the same time in 1998. God loved him so much, he allowed him to marry my first cousin and brought him into the true bloodline of the Bagleys. So he's blessed now by, by God and by the Bagley bloodline. Oh, Lord. But he's in transition. And we believe the hand of the Lord is upon them. He's about to plant them in that city. I'm going to tell you this right here. This is, what I this is what I thought I should tell you today. In April of 2006, and your name is April, I stood in this church, knees shaking, about to go to your city to plant a church. Everything that I needed, God supernaturally supplied. 
If he did it for me, you're in this house today. God will supernaturally supply everything you need. You shall not worry about finances, for God says, I will cause finances to come upon you. God says, I will call businessmen, and I will call leaders in that house that will sustain the vision like never before. I'm about to cause growth to come upon you, son, like you have never seen in the days ahead. I see books of knowledge being downloaded into you even now. God says, you're going to stand in a greater confidence than you've ever stood in to preach the word. No longer will you doubt yourself. No longer will you doubt your calling, says God. But God says, I've really assured this today I've highlighted you I've called you I planted you in that city I've hidden you I've hidden you like Esther for a time such as this and know this son that when you preach and declare my word God says I will confirm it with signs wonders and miracles yea I shall heal the sick I shall I shall cause the dumb to speak I shall cause the blind to see and I shall cause the deaf to hear and know this son that those religious spirits that would come against you and that would come to strike the vision God says to just keep plowing keep plowing keep plowing for I will send the I will send the resources and I will send the rain. Now, Father, we bless them today and we bless this city. We bless this city today. We bless their marriage. We bless their family. We bless their children. We bless that everything that their hands shall be. My God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, yes, oh, Lord. Stretch forth your hands towards them, church. God supernaturally. Supernaturally. The ark come. Dan, I'm telling you, I'm hearing this right here by the Spirit of God, and I'm just going to release this. I see the Lord doing a revival in your family. God's going to do such a mighty work in your family in this next season. When you stand and operate in your place, I see you standing like Joseph. You've gone before them. God has sent you before them. You've gone before your family. And God, I'm telling you, your family's going to come just like they did to Egypt, to Joseph. And you're going to begin to feed them. You're going to feed them the word of God. They've been in famine. I just see that. There's a lot of confusion and your family's just been in famine. But God's going to send a family revival to you. In the name of the Lord, I just thank you for that, God. I thank you for touching his family and saving his family, Lord. God, and deliverance in the name of the Lord. And God, we just bless them today in the name of Jesus. Would you celebrate this couple right here, Dan and Abraham? Would you celebrate them? Come on, let them know that we're going to pray for them. Come on, come on, come on. Let's bless them. Hallelujah. We're going to take an offering. You good with that? If you believe like I'm pre- if you believe what I'm preaching, you'll sow like you believe it too. Let me just say this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all sit right here. Hold on, hold on. Y'all sit right here. Asher, sit up right here. I need, if you own a business, I know we do this. I want you to stand up. I want the businesses in this room to stand up. Stand up. Father, we just thank you for the hand of God. John, I believe with you about your produce and what you do in the farm. I don't know if a corn stalk can produce seven ears. But I believe for supernatural growth in your fields in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that? I believe for supernatural yields in your field in the next season right here. In the name of the Lord God, Father, I prophesy growth like never before in the fields. What has been planted, let it yield and produce a massive harvest. We release the seven fat cows over every acre of dirt that they own in the name of Jesus to yield like never before, to make, to make a profit that will gain ground like never before. God, let expansion happen in the name of the Lord God. Download the plans, the wisdom, and all of that in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, we bless the businesses in this room. 
Father, we bless the businesses in this room with the reality of the ark. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would visit them like never before. God, I pray the blessing of God be upon them like never before. I pray that you would give them contracts like never before in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for high yields right now. God, we pray for the hundredfold return. We believe big because you are big, God, and we're trusting for a hundredfold return in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would blow us away in Jesus' name. Now, y'all sit down. If you are employed, I want you to stand up. Let's pray that God would bless our employer. How many knows the blessing God flow down? If they bless you, you're going to be blessed. Does anybody want to be blessed? I mean, Lord, I mean, I'm telling you. I'm in here by preaching my guts out. Yes, God. Father, we bless the employer. We bless our employers in the name of the Lord God. Father, I pray that you would cause supernatural acceleration, supernatural intervention, and things totally out of the unexpected of the goodness of God showing up. I bless this people right here to receive raises like they have never received in the name of the Lord God. Father, I thank you for that happening right now. I thank you as my employer's blessed, my city's blessed, and I am blessed. And so therefore I pray, bless my employer in the name of Jesus. Be seated right here. We're fishing to leave. Clay, I feel like we're supposed to declare this over your life. That there is wealth over your life. There is wealth over your life. And I release a confidence to stand in the man that you are today, that the past is the past. It's no longer who you are. You have always been this man. God has always seen you like this. And we release the goodness of God over you, that you are capable. You called, and the wealth of God is just dripping off of you. And that everything that your hand shall touch, Father, I just thank you just for a season of supernatural activity in the name of God. I thank you for divine favor upon his life. I thank you that there will be others in his arena and business and say, how did this man get here? What, what kind of way did he pave? What, I mean, who all has he been here to get right here? But know this, that God is the one who opens doors that no man can open, and he shuts doors that no man can shut. So, Father, we release Isaiah 22, 22 upon him for fresh opening doors, God, of new levels, God, at new heights. And, God, I just thank you for the creativity of heaven and the wealth of God upon his life. In Jesus' name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, oh, Lord. How many feel good in your soul? Stand up. Let's take this offering up. By the grace of God, we are a blessed people. How many believe you blessed? I'm telling you right now. I am supernaturally blessed and favored of God. Father, we thank you that we stand here today overtaken and overrun by your goodness. That the blessing of the Lord maketh one rich and we stand here today as a wealthy people gathered in this room I thank you that the power of wealth rests upon our lives I thank you Lord God for the supernatural visitation in the next three months I thank you for the ark of God becoming a reality in my life and I'm asking today God that you would bless this offering I'm asking today that today would be a day that we would write down that this is what I sowed and this is where I'm at. And I thank you 
that we'll begin to see the harvest of it. Not next year, not down the road, but immediately. Last night we were standing in worship and I saw this seed go into the ground. And when it went into the ground, I saw it immediately when it hit the ground. It sprang up and it was like a 20-year-old tree automatically out of the ground. How many knows that's the Bible that the plowman and the reaper shall be overtaken? That means as fast as you plant it, you're reaping it. It's my God. Why are you preaching that? Because I need that kind of harvest. Father, we thank you. We receive it by faith. In Jesus' name. Come bring your gift this morning. Love on somebody as you go out the door. Remember, there's no Wednesday night service this week. Fall break. We're taking a breather. We're resting. We will see you here on Sunday morning. God bless you all. We hope you enjoyed our message of the week. Thanks for joining us. Our passion at Cornerstone is our family atmosphere built on deep relationships. We want to connect with you. Please take a moment and download our app and connect with us on social media to stay updated with all things Cornerstone. We pray you have a wonderful week.